0: Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. I like that. So, Andrew, I wasn't part of this
1: podcast. Maybe you can fill me in a little bit. Sure. Um, I know that she came to our office. Tell us what's going on.
0: When Matt says she, we're talking about V-Win, which you would know that probably by looking at the title of this podcast if you clicked on it, but uh, V, we actually met originally at a South by Southwest event that we helped host. She's a, a female entrepreneur. She's from the Dallas DFW area. It's some suburb, some tiny town. She said of, I don't even know how many less than a thousand people, mm-hmm. and well, uh, that might be wrong. You'll find out in the episode. But um, she went to UT in Austin, and then originally wanted to do be a, a documentary filmmaker. Okay, and then also help with nonprofit stuff through just her living experience. She. Um, was having trouble finding a place that was like perfect for her, so that inspired her company, Homeads, which is Homeads is like it's a short term rental, but not considered a short term rental. So it's like a more like a thirty to sixty day rental. Okay. So you don't have to have a licensing like you would with Airbnb, um, and it's for people who are like moving in from out of town that want to figure out where they want to live. It's more than just proximity to work or um, affordability. Um, so that they can figure out their social life They can figure out whether they like their neighbors um, And so they can do this living situation through home ads By finding a shorter term rental Okay Like 30 to 60 days Okay And then find out if they want to live there permanently So that's why she started this company Got it Yeah
1: So it's not for gypsies like Lexi and myself
0: Right, yeah, not for Home uh, ads you, is for nomads you little, Exactly, yeah so that's the, the play on words is it's home for nomads. Um, and she's really passionate about it. She's got a cool team behind her. I know that her brother is one of the founders with her, um, and she does it full time, and um, they're really just hustling and, and making things work and trying to expand. Really it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it. Was can awesome to learn that. Story. Yeah, I can story. that. I also want to apologize to the audience because we were testing out some new microphone equipment during this time, and so the audio might not be super great, like it is here on this intro stick along for the ride it's a nice short little episode and it's cool to just find out these story and all of her information is going to be in the show notes below so please do some more research on her thanks for tuning in guys we really appreciate all the support enjoy all right v welcome to the podcast um i'm super excited to have you on
1: thank you for having me
0: yeah of course um i'm missing my partner in crime today matt um he usually co-hosts this with me but he's off closing deals and making moves Being a super real estate investor, so just me today. The reason why I wanted you on is because we interview real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. You're a little bit of both. And so I kind of wanted to hear your story and kind of hear how you got to today. But first, let's talk about what exactly your company is and what you guys do.
1: Cool, of course. So Home we are the social search for real estate. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we do is we use machine learning to help people find a place that feels a lot more like them. There's been obviously a lot of twists and turns throughout that. Um, So as we get more into the story, you'll understand where we come from. Okay, cool.
0: Awesome. So, um, where are you from originally?
1: I am from Fort Worth, I say Fort Worth, so Lake Worth, Texas, Okay, uh, which is just a small part of Fort Worth, or outside of Fort Worth, it's about 6,000 people, Okay, and within, you would think within 10 years that it's grown, but I looked at populations recently, and I think we've shrank a little bit, Okay, <laughs> so pretty small town. Gotcha, yeah. okay, and did you, where did you go to college? I went to UT, which is what got me here. Oh wow, yeah. that's awesome, yeah. and what did you get your degree in? Um, my background is sociology and film. So I particularly liked um, public health when it comes to sociology and then film, it was more on the documentary side. So oh, wow, kind of makes sense on that. Yeah,
0: that's thing. super cool. So what? interested you (laughs) into like public health I took so I went to Texas State University Mm -hmm. um, the redheaded stepchild of universities in Texas but (laughs) uh, so I got a degree in health and fitness management one of the classes I took was public health we learned about Uh, epidemiology all that good mumbo jumbo which I loved it was super interesting Um, but I'm wondering what uh, Interested you in that in the first place because I didn't know about that before I took a class on it.
1: Yeah Yeah, it's really interesting and I actually had considered getting my master's there in public health, right? I had applied to UT's public health school got in and then was like, you know what? I kind of like business and my mom really pushed me to go into business actually, which is anti-Asian okay (laughs) because they typically want you to do education but my brother was pursuing his PhD and finalizing it this year actually and so she saw how long and hard of a route that was and she was like you know what you're good at business try it okay and so I liked public health because I really liked I took a class at UT that was called um, I think it was like sociology of like health and I think it was health and dying or something. It was something along those lines, right? It sounds actually kind of morbid, but (laughs) (laughs) um, it was one of the best classes I took and it essentially talked about how your social economic status is one of the key contributors of where your health will be, right? And so understanding how, you know, if you live in a certain area where you don't have public transportation, you know that allows that makes it where hey I may have pawn shops and corner stores so I'm not buying the best you know mm-hmm. groceries I don't like all of those things and how we build the infrastructure of our city yeah. affects your health and right, so yeah, that was sure. super interesting to me and how you can actually go in and create campaigns and create education you know to to where people understand what can help them because yeah. you know that that just. That was amazing for me to just understand that. Sure,
0: yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. a deeper look into something that like I feel like as American citizens we take for granted. It's just things that kind of we thought we think like run on their own, you know, but how does how does it happen? How does it work? Which is really cool. You mentioned that you have a brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that the only sibling you have?
1: No, I have two siblings. I am the youngest, oh, my cool. brother, who actually is part of one of the co-founders at Home at City. Really? Um, which no one ever really thinks that because when is, I looked this up recently, I think it was like, we're in the millions of most common names, I think the 40th right, and the most common last names, right? Yeah. So anyone that asks, they're like, oh, you know, they don't want to come off like generalizing, like, <laughs> is he your
0: brother? <laughs> because and he has so, a last name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he
1: actually is my brother. And cool. So,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Were your parents super supportive of whatever you wanted to do, or did they push you in a certain direction?
1: We kind of had a balance, which was really nice. Is my dad was always the type that said, um, you know, it, it, he would ask us, would you rather be rich and unhappy or happy and poor? Okay. Right. Yeah. And so it was just like trying to hone in on those values for us Sure. and so he was all about hey it's it's about your happiness it's about what you want it doesn't matter about the rest and my mom was the complete opposite (gasps) where she was like you need money to do things (laughs) Sure. so you need to find a career she's not wrong yeah exactly so that that balance between the two of like is this practical but then also am I happy is this like you know, contributing to community that sort of stuff
0: gotcha cool and um, what do mom and dad do? Early. So
1: my mom, now they're both retired, which is wonderful that they can yeah. actually get there. Yeah. Because um, they honestly have, my dad would wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning, come back at 5 o'clock in the Ooh, evening. Yeah. You know, he he went from, bounced from jobs and did like, he was a mechanic at first. And then started working at Medtronics, fixing like tools for, you know, like what doctors use and stuff like that. So mostly just a mechanic mindset. Okay. Um, he, my brother actually triple majored and so one of the, he was in engineering one of his mechanical engineering and that Jeez. was one of the things that my dad sure really off. liked doing yeah but when he was going through college he so both my parents are refugees from Vietnam okay and so when they came over to the U.S. my there was a lot of um, not so positive sure. things about Vietnamese at the time and so yeah. my dad faced a lot of Discrimination whenever he was going through college, didn't yeah. really make it through, had problems with professors. You know, it was just really frustrating for him. Yeah. And so it was really nice that my brother was able to go through and do very similar things. Right, yeah. Um, and then my mom, she's more of the entrepreneur. Okay. So uh, she taught herself how to sew, was like a seamstress, that sort of stuff, was doing it for other people, and then was like, I can do this myself. Okay. And so she just, stereotypically enough, has a dry cleaners and alterations place, was the main one in town, And just that's what put us through college. That's so awesome. She did really well.
0: That's so cool. And um, were your parents together when they came to America, or did they meet? No, they actually met here, which is interesting. Yeah. How romantic. That's so cool. (laughs) I see that, like, your mom probably, when it came to now, jumping forward to today, when it came to home ads and, you know, choosing a career while you're in college, she was like, go for it.
1: For the most part, (laughs) it's it's, it's kind of interesting, (laughs) right? It's like, parts of her is very very entrepreneurial okay right um and i think what kind of got her in trouble in that is that she's entrepreneurial and Uh strong-minded but in the Vietnamese community and culture it's still more of the men make the money the women stay at home or work but take care of the house sure yeah and so i think she battles with a lot of that Uh um, not only within you know whenever she was raising us but also with me, you know, oh. there are times where she's very proud of me, yeah. but then there's other times where she'll say something and it's in its inventories, but it, it translates kind of like a, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll have to make do that you chose this route. Oh, man. You know, because yeah. she didn't want me to have a hard life. Sure. and But she sees that entrepreneurship is extremely hard. Right. But what I always tell her is it's like, You know, it's so much easier for me Mm -hmm. is because there's so many stories that they've told me. Mm -hmm. Them escaping, them working so hard here, like doing all this stuff. And I remember being so sad about how my dad had to work and like he worked in a slaughterhouse. It was just like all these terrible things. And I was like, oh my God, dad. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, don't feel bad for me. It was fun for me at the time. Oh, wow. Right. So it's like that mindset. Great guy. Oh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. You know
0: man, can I have your dad? <laughs> he sounds awesome. Um, that's so cool. I mean, I um, obviously you know, would never wish, you know, what your parents went through. But um, it's so cool to see that your dad saw that, but then you, like, saw it from a positive angle, saying, like, oh, it was, you know, it was fun for him. Um, and then also, I mean, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, everything happens for a reason, and that, you know, your parents, they went through that, and now they were able to teach you and share those stories with you. And so that was able to maybe potentially give you the courage to go into home ads and um, do what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, I I definitely feel like a lot of how I run home ads, how I can deal with the stress and everything, it, it came from both my parents and actually... So my brother is like a very... My parents are very good at teaching you the basics, nurturing you, that sort of stuff, right? Sure. But my brother was the one that taught me my ethics, taught me, you know, all, pretty much all my values I have. Oh, cool! And so I, I feel like with that, I, I it's the mindset of like a growth mindset, right? Have you have you heard of yes. like fixed and growth mindset? Yes. Right? Yeah. I very much believe in having a growth mindset because it's how you teach your kids, how you how you raise, you know, people around you and your team, all right. of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so with your you say your dad working five to five every day and then your mom running the um dry cleaner Mm -hmm. um i imagine they probably weren't home a ton when you were growing up
1: (laughs) that's kind of interesting right now is because uh i'll talk with people and how they are with their kids and it's like very i mean that's kind of how it is today it's like you, you are constantly i didn't realize how not only was it the times were different but also probably my parents left us alone a lot like We had a lot. It was like Lord of the Flies. Oh, really? It was just like, you know... Anything could have, we could have killed ourselves oh, for yeah, so many times. Right? For sure. But I think that was also common back then where people were like, oh, you know, you go ride your bike somewhere and then eventually yeah. you'll come back home. Right. You know, but that you're not going to let your, you know, eight year old do that now.
0: Yeah. Or maybe that's, people do, but. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's something that I fear for the generation that's growing up now is that they won't have uh, these qualities of courage or the ability to take risks because the, the parenting right now is that they don't let, you know, the kids out of the, out of their sight and Exactly. Um and so I've actually heard about this study and I think it's in Germany right now where they have like a park where the parents just let the kids go and there's like hammers and saws and <laughs> nails I <laughs> promise. Nice. And they just go and like they go and like uh a kid will, you know, hammer a nail, and he'll hit his thumb and then he'll learn that like mm-hmm. that's not how that exactly. works. And so when they get to, you know, adulthood When they're, you know, going off to college, they're actually prepared mentally to take on these leaps and go out on their own. Exactly. It's really cool. But it's, you know, you know, where everybody's like, oh, the generation that I grew up in, you know, that's how it's always going to be.
1: Well, I mean, we do see a lot of things now where it's it's hard for people to face, you know, um, rejection. Sure. You know, in a multitude of ways, like yeah. not just in how we we're raised, but even if you think about, you know, dating apps. Yeah. You you now can pre-qualify if that person thinks you're attractive. I know. Like you don't. Um, so I, I picked up dancing, right? Okay. And cool. so um, I really like salsa and bachata. All and right. one of the things I thought was amazing was that men had to go and ask a woman to dance, uh-huh. and. I mean, typically, you're supposed to say yes to everyone, sure. right? Yeah, Because it's just, it's the polite thing to do. Everyone kind of did that whenever you're a beginner. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some of my guy friends we are like, hey, go go ask her. And he comes back and he's like, oh, she said no. Oh, man, <laughs> you know? yeah. But but that's that's part of learning. Right. You know, you
0: just rebound. And you're
1: like, okay, fine. I'll go ask someone else. Yeah, you know?
0: for sure. I, I brought that up about your parents not being home. Because you mentioned that your brother kind of instilled, that he was the one who taught you about ethics and stuff like that. Did your two older siblings kind of raise you a little bit, so to speak?
1: I, I feel like, I, I mean, possibly in this sense, but it, it was, I felt like we were fine nurture-wise, right? We had our food, sure. we had all that things, oh, yeah. but... It, my brother has always been very, I mean, he, so I mentioned he triple majored, right? So it's right. mechanical engineering, biomedical engineering, and philosophy. Mm-hmm. And he ended up obvious, he worked as an engineer for several years and went back to school because he wanted to teach and mm-hmm. go into a little bit more on the philosophy side. Mm-hmm. And so... A lot of that, you know, my parents have, t- um, you know, snippets of that, but my brother very much is the one that always made me question things, you know, cool. like what are your beliefs? Why do you believe the, that those are your beliefs? Like all, everything, sure. you know, we really thought about it. And so it's made me very curious yeah. growing up. And so it, it was mainly my relationship with my brother that was more like that. Got my it. sister was more of like the girlfriend, the sister, oh, cool. you know, because yeah. the same gender and all Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's
0: the uh, age difference between you and your siblings?
1: Um, two years for each of them. Uh, okay, so cool. My All pretty close in. together.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You might have mentioned it before, but so what did you end up getting your degree in from UT?
1: Um, so sociology and film.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Graduating with that, what was the what was the plan?
1: So I thought I would spend the rest of my life in nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked in a nonprofit in Houston for about almost two years. And it was um, pretty much doing, working with the refugee and immigrant communities okay. for disaster recovery. So anything like hurricanes, that sort sure, of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. was very eye opening. But I will also say I don't like the bureaucracy of nonprofits. And, okay. and it's probably nonprofits and also large corporations, right? Uh-huh. Nothing gets done quickly. Which is why I love yeah. startups, like, right? Yeah, especially social good start- startups. Yeah, you, you have the same mission as a nonprofit. Yeah, but you don't have to ask everyone around you before you do one simple task.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What did you think about Houston? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The food is good. Yeah, I miss that's, the food. One true. of my best friends is there. So I do go back okay. to Houston occasionally. Cool. That experience living in Houston is actually a big proponent of why home ads matters to me. Yeah. is because I realized I was so unhappy with my life because it wasn't the right Place for me to live yeah like Houston has so many neighborhoods uh-huh. and I just chose all the wrong ones it's true you know yeah
0: I also um, I lived in Houston for two years after I graduated college I mm-hmm. <clears throat> had a similar experience mm-hmm. not working for nonprofits but <laughs> I yeah. did not enjoy my time there mm-hmm. and I look back um, my now wife she was my girlfriend then we both lived in Houston and we say, like, if we had maybe lived in a different neighborhood, like exactly. Montrose or the Heights or something exactly. like that, we would have had a blast. Exactly. Um, yeah. Also, it was just a new—I know you said you had your best friend there. We didn't really have that many people there. And so just being in yeah. a new town, you yeah. know, felt lonely. No offense to Houstonians, but exactly. it's I, I humid and muggy way. there. It feels like an armpit. So Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that is true. Although their weather is changing a lot. Well, these I
0: tropical realize. storms, one's supposed to roll in this weekend. So oh, gosh. I know. Yeah. This pray, morning, actually, the wind Houston. was
1: blowing everything. I, I don't know if you're awake for that, but uh, I was, like middle of the night, Oh, out. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything Boy. got moved.
0: <laughs> Yikes. In Houston, working for nonprofits, mm-hmm. and so is that when the seed was planted for home ads, like the idea came to you, or tell me what that a, process. It was a
1: little bit later, so I had Ooh. a, I went for a non-profit, then met that best friend that was talking about, Tina, oh. and um, we started a production company together, Fun. so we wanted to really bridge the Asian American media with, you know, mainstream media, yeah. and we did a lot of that, and it was interesting, because a lot of it was cultural okay. um, learnings, and understanding what you can and cannot do, what the, what expectations. So it was very interesting in that way. Uh-huh. But um, ultimately, we we're like, okay, we're very very newbies, mm-hmm. very green. Tina and I talk about it all the time. Like I talk with her pretty much weekly now. Yeah, and we'll talk about, oh God, do you remember the days when we first started? It was extreme I think our first project we did, we charged two hundred dollars. Oh
0: my goodness, <laughs> that's terrible. nothing. <laughs> I know it was terrible.
1: Wow. So we had absolutely no idea how to do estimates, how to negotiate any of it. So sure. although it was a services company, it really prepped me for home ads on how to build a team. Like I would turn down work because I was like, Oh, I can't handle it. I didn't think to just hire more videographers sure. or more like we didn't know how to build and right. scale. Right. Yeah. Um so after that i then decided i wanted to move back to austin okay and so when i moved there i i moved actually <laughs> we're we're on Steck avenue right and yes it, and it, i hadn't been down here in a long time because my first condo was down here oh and it was like mesa village down over there right yeah and which is it's beautiful here uh-huh. which is why i chose it because i was like houston has all concrete and retail I want nature yeah bingo. and Me so too. literally bought a condo without seeing it. Mm-hmm. it was with my ex at the time he just looked at it mm-hmm. and, and it was perfect yeah and then two weeks in I'm like man I'm 22 maybe and everything closes at 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah and it's like oh crap I gotta I gotta take a ride share downtown if I want to go drinking with right. my friends and it's like $60 to go do that And so I was like, well, okay, I want to go running. And it's not that many miles from downtown, but in traffic. Yeah. It's like 45 minutes. Right. So I just, I stopped running. I stopped seeing my friends. I Mm -hmm. stopped going out. Oh, boy. I realized I was just really, really lonely and isolated. Okay. And that was actually what prompted a lot of home ads. Mm. I mean, part of it was, hey, I just wanted, I had mentioned before, to get into investment properties and learning how to do that on like a shoestring budget. Yeah. Um, But the other part of me was also kind of like, you know, I really want to find a neighborhood that I I love, Mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that 70% of where you live affects your well-being and health, Yeah. why would you only look at how much can I afford, how big of a house and how close to work? Sure. Like those things, that's what everyone thinks of. Yeah. But those things don't matter when it comes to your daily lifestyle. Okay. Right? Like yeah. it, it affects to some extent. I'm trying to just move the family. I'm trying to do all this stuff. Then you're just like, I don't care. Like, right. how many of us have paid more because we don't want to make any more decisions? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. essentially what ends up happening. Okay. So. And that, that was essentially how Home Ed started. It's like, if you could just rent for just a couple of months, uh-huh. figure out the neighborhood, really know where you want to live before you... It, it's typically the largest financial decision that most people make. Uh-huh. So why would you just make it without really knowing if that's where you want to be?
0: Yeah, right for sure. Yeah, makes sense. So that you were living in that condo real close mm-hmm. by to here, and the idea came to you. What right. happened next? How did you implement that? Who did you go to? Because mm-hmm. um, you hadn't started a business before, right? Yep. Um, and so it would seem to me, I'd be like, man, I wouldn't, I just would feel lost.
1: Yeah. I I went, one of the things that I'm, I'm pretty good about is, asking people who are smart. I always say, I am not smart at all. I know all the smart people though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I went and asked one of my friends I had known for a while. Uh Um, I met him in college and I was like, hey, you did computer science, it says on your Facebook, does that mean you're a developer? Like, absolutely, (laughs) no idea, Uh even anything technical-wise, right? Yeah. And I asked a few friends, too, and I was just like, oh, you know, I I had done the production side, so I knew how much it cost to do, like, a portfolio, Mm. like, you know, what is it? uh, I don't even know if Squarespace was around. Maybe it was WordPress at the time, right? Okay, So I was like, I don't know, max $2,000 or something. He was like... No. Yeah. Think 50k and three times buffer and he was actually right. It was about 150k by the end of it. Oh boy. You know, and had I known that, I probably would have just been like,
0: nah, I'll pass. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But yeah. now,
0: I mean, looking back at it, glad you didn't know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: so that that helped me understand what a a, a tech platform entails. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always said before is had I known all the things I would sacrifice, all the things I'd have to learn, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have done it because I made more money, you know, like just doing services or just freelancing. Sure. And I worked not that hard right. to actually get there. But what I realized is I, I had no purpose. Sure. Had absolutely no purpose. And to me, I would never trade in what I have today. Yeah. It's just it was way harder than what I had ever imagined. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and this is kind of going back to what both of your parents said. So, like, your dad wanting you to find something that made you happy. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like you said, you found a purpose, right? And so that's huge. But then also bounce it out with what your mom wanted you to do and start something to be entrepreneurial. Um, And so you did the best of both worlds, really. Yeah. Which is awesome. So you found people, you Mm -hmm. asked around, Mm -hmm. um, and then did you hire people full-time did you form a an LLC or a bit how did you do that
1: so I first started and I did I think I did a uh, S Corp, Texas S Corp, very briefly. And then, because okay. I had a friend that was an attorney, he's like, just do that, you know? Yeah. And then realized I had to convert it to Delaware C Corp. Okay. Um, if you wanted to give equity to people, that sort of stuff, it was a lot, you know, That that's kind of the standard. Essentially, it was very organic at first. It was more of like some people come in, they're like, I want to have a startup. I don't know what. Uh-huh. We were more of like, oh, we're building this. And, and we're like, are we a startup? Yeah. Like we had absolutely no idea, right? Right. And so it was mostly just a whole bunch of people I knew where I, I was like, Well, oh, you're technical, can you help me with this? And like people got excited, they started joining. Yeah. We started just building it and trying it out. Okay. You know? And then it became more of like, oh, we should run this like a an actual company. Sure, right? yeah.
0: Got it. In the beginning, what was the the goal or the, the dream for this to be?
1: I you know what's interesting is I don't know if it's just a common Mindset or i've I've had people kind of bring it up as in like you know and I see it too, women don't really dream that big, mm-hmm. right? And so no women that I know, like I've seen some people try to talk women down who have big dreams and be like, oh, you could just do this as like a lifestyle business, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's essentially how I looked at it. I was like, oh, I can, I can just do what I'm doing and just have a lifestyle business that brings in money and, you know, that's going to be what it is, okay. right? Um, so that was actually my quote-unquote dream, okay. right? was just to have something comfortable and, and build something that would, solve a solution you know a problem that I had yeah and it it did solve the problem because I wanted to do I didn't really like short-term rentals I got into all this because I was doing short-term rentals wanted to just make money while I was traveling okay you know that sort of stuff and so then i was like well it's kind of a hassle i'm an outgoing introvert i don't want to just have these superficial conversations sure i really want to get to know the people there okay um, but don't want to commit to an annual lease it's just kind of a mess when you do annual renters that sort of stuff sure. in my mindset i like accessing my property that sort of stuff okay right and so um i looked at it and i was like well i'm sure summer site does 30 days or more mm-hmm. looked on there kept on looking kept on looking i was like why won't anyone do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in a way, we were way too early. Okay. What, because back then it was 2016. So Airbnb was not a household name, right? Now okay. you say it, most people know who Airbnb are, right? right? Yeah. Um, back then it was not. So the idea of bringing a stranger into your home was still new.
0: Still new, yeah. You
1: know, now people are like, "Oh, I like that idea, but I want something longer, okay. right?" And so now we're starting to see that. So we're a bit early for our day then. Sure.
0: Yeah. So you wanted to find a happy medium between. One, two nights days, but then you didn't want to go all the way to a 12 to 24 month lease. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Cool. And then the, uh, I mean, was the vision for, I know you said like to get to know the renters, was the vision for people to open up their homes or to like have rental properties specifically for these 30, 60 day
1: It was, honestly, it was just a, as a homeowner perspective, Uh it was allowing you to have some stability in um, having your property occupied Uh for a certain amount of time that was still higher price point than an annual lease, right? It was, it was that in between, right? Like Airbnb, you don't get the stability, but you get a high rate. Right. Annual leases, you get tons of stability, but the rate is kind of okay. Sure. Right? Like we're kind of that in between, which has helped a lot actually for people who if you have a property and you like annual leases but yeah. let's say you hit, you know, November and you're like I don't have anyone in right. and I may be, and I've already been vacant for how long? Yeah. You know, you're not going to get someone in until like February, March, then right. you know, can I get someone in? Uh-huh. And then most people won't do short-term rentals because they're like, well, I got to get a license, I got to do this. Yeah. It is too much. To deal with right and so that in-betweener is is quite helpful.
0: Ooh, so when you said the license So with like Mm -hmm. with you guys, you don't have to have a license and jump You don't have to jump through all the hoops (laughs) like you would for Airbnb. Exactly.
1: Yeah So we are legal in all 50 states. Um, You can pretty much do home ads anywhere.
0: So cool. That's awesome Um, And so when was the official start date for home ads?
1: Start. So we started in March of 2016, okay. I believe. Cool. Yeah, awesome. at least as in when we had our MVP or our, our, our like pro first prototype.
0: Got right? it. Cool. Yeah. And then is it just an uh, online platform slash website, or do you guys have an app to go with it? What so, many companies do <laughs>
1: We, we know an app is useful. Right, right now, we're yeah. just moving towards mobile-friendly okay. um, on it. we So, 2016, all the way up into 2018, mm-hmm. we had really done the peer-to-peer rental marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how I phrase it is, if you want to own a restaurant, work as a cook, work as a waiter. Okay. Understand how things work, and then go manage it, right? Sure. And go own it. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt what we did with HomeAds, was we really wanted to we learned everything it was about our homeowners, our renters, when it comes to medium-term rentals. Mm. Um, because they're different. We yeah. we thought it was an Airbnb mindset of, oh, I'm going to go travel and have fun, but it was like our homeowners were thinking, I don't trust that my, my retirement is going to cover me. I need to have assets. I need to get into investment property. Yeah. Right? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. So very, very different mindset for everyone. Okay. So then we looked at it and we said, well, 80% of the renters are coming to us. We're just renting because they we're trying to learn the city they wanted to buy or lease long term mm-hmm. so then they're like well we're just qualifying them and then doing nothing with them mm-hmm. so then they said why, why don't we create a platform where we just help someone that's wanting to move all the way down to settling into a community. right? And so that's when we transition it more from a, you know, a rental marketplace to more of a data platform. Okay. So what we do is we we connect, um, we learn a little bit about the users through a very short survey. Mm-hmm. And it's all lifestyle, personality, and demographic questions. Very cool. And we connect it with GIS um, information, if you're familiar with, like, geographical information systems, right? So, right? Um, understanding data sets and and who you are, because we we don't want it to be where you move in the community and you're like everyone looks like me, right? We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. what We want is hey everyone likes a lot of the same. They, they like hiking. They interests. like you know, that's what we want. Yeah. Because lots of people look very different, but you
0: you when you talk, you find you have a lot of similarities. That's so cool. That's awesome. And I love that because that goes back to you know where this idea came from for you is you were living in a spot where um, it was just based on you know work affordability and now you guys you guys have taken home ads to a place where it's more than that it's so much deeper and because everybody's an individual right and so it caters to the individual which is i think exactly. is awesome is there a hesitation on mobile platform or is more guys?
1: of the financials we know it's going to cost us in there 150 sure. probably yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's not the hesitation because we know i believe it's about 45% of the people who come to your site come from a mobile Okay. looking at our site. Right. So it's, yeah. it's definitely needs yeah. to happen, right? For sure. um, that should be the next step for us. Right now we just transitioned to where all of our designs are where you can pull it up on the phone. Before you couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, we were very scrappy. Sure. You know, yeah. we didn't spend make do. a lot of
0: money on Start anything. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So how have you guys been, if you don't mind me asking, then feel free to not answer if you don't want to, but uh, how have you guys been funded so far? Um, so we
1: really went a bootstrapped way, okay. right? Um, which is amazing how far we've gone with how little that we've gotten through it. So initially started, and it was all like GoFundMe where it was donation based.. Yeah. Um I believe it was about twenty k to build out the uh, MVP. Okay. And then I took out an SBA loan for thirty okay. k to just test it out. Okay. And then um, within that was just like, okay, when we decided to pivot, we we didn't raise any money still, which think, the lord we did not because okay. when you raise money you got to go in that direction right. right yeah and we learned that that was not the right direction okay. which is why bootstrapping is is so important because you can it's, make changes and exactly control it still you that within the company. Yeah. exactly um and even working with angels is still like angel investors right. is still helpful because they give you a lot of flexibility yeah but um you know, it's it's still, you have a relationship to maintain with them. So yeah. if you're closer to knowing what you want to do, it's better and you're, it's easier for you to raise. So we didn't raise money until after that pivot okay. um, with going more towards the data side. And we brought on two investors and then recently just took on a small one to um, validate our marketing metrics. Oh,
0: cool. And how many employees do you have working under you? So we're, we're
1: an interesting team, is that we are all... Almost all of us are in Austin. One's like in Dallas, okay. um, but we're all remote. Got so it. how I found my team essentially yeah. is like, yeah, you could be qualified. Actually, a lot of them are extremely qualified. Yeah. More of how I source them is I ask um, two questions. What is your five-year goal for your personal and career? Uh-huh. And so if you say like, hey, I want to gain as much experience as possible and become a CTO one day, Yeah. it's like, yeah. Home ads can totally get you there. We yeah. can give you as much experience, <laughs> experience. as also, right? Yeah. But if you're like, I want to be financially independent by 30. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Like we're, yeah. we're, Just realistically, we can't get you there just yet. Sure. Right? And so if I can understand that what you're... If I can, no matter what happens with home ads, you get to and you grow into you know, the goals that you want mm-hmm. in five years, you're going to be happy regardless, right? Mm-hmm. And so the people that come to us are incentivized by not just money. They care about a lot of other things. Sure. And so most of them have all, anyone that's full-time at their current job, their employers all know that they work with us. Okay, right? cool. So a lot of it is like, hey, they put the kids to bed. From 8 to midnight, they work.
0: Okay, you know, So wow. it's been
1: kind of scrappy. We have about 12 people now sure. on it. Um, but it's kind of scrappy in that way and that's kind of what you have to do when you bootstrap I feel like. Sure. Yeah. Um, you, you still got to be doing consulting work. You still got to, I actually am on it full time, but right. majority of
0: everyone else are not. Right? Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do y'all have like monthly meetings where you all come together? Yeah. Okay. So
1: one of the things is learning how, how teams work remotely, right? I believe Trello, they're yeah. uh, their team are all remote, so okay. there there's a lot of things that you got to learn. Of, you got to over communicate, sure. right? Um, there's people that do really well. There's people that don't do well. If you're familiar with like deep work, where mm-hmm. um, you have to have a certain amount of hours to get, you know, real work done. Yeah, um, understanding that about people, right? Is like if you have your Slack or a, a messaging platform continuously, you know, blowing up on your developers. Um, you know, computer, he can't get deep work done. So it's understanding the difference between like a manager schedule where you're taking appointments to a maker schedule where Mm -hmm. you're creating something you know really understanding that was something that was a hurdle for us initially okay. um, to actually get things done so right. yeah we'll do monthly meetings or I, I think actually quarterly where we'll do face-to-face mm-hmm. um, we're having a working meeting at the end of this month is because sometimes you just cannot fix problems just by typing through yeah. something you yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. The reason why I'm asking about your team really is because I know that you said when you first started HomeAds or came up with the idea you said you're really good at asking people You said you weren't smart, which I don't believe. So you're the youngest child. I'm the youngest of five as well. And so when it came to my professional career, I knew that or I have now looked back and realized that I kind of struggled with being in a leadership position in some cases. And I'm wondering if being a leader of the company has been easy for you um, or if you were kind of using those same skills and techniques of like asking other people for help and that feeling that feeling comfortable and that being the way that you kind of stepped into that leadership position?
1: I Honestly, I felt like I, I went into it pretty easily because th- there's no hierarchy in startups, mm-hmm. right? Like you're just doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but we, when I talk with my brother actually, we, we talk about how like, oh, people actually do see hierarchy. like. Some people will get worried where they're like, I think it's just because I'm the one processing invoices, okay. so they think that you know, oh, she's the one paying me, right? Right. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I don't, I don't think that there's a lot of um, you know hierarchy, um, leadership-wise. I have found it to be almost like a manager position, right? Is like I don't really tell people what to do, versus I ask them, how can I help you? get to where you need to be. Cool. Right? Yeah. And so like what blockers are there? Like that's really what managers do. Sure. You, know, yeah. you manage and you help them get to, to their goals. Yeah. And so we all, you know, have our general goal and vision for home ads. Okay. Um that that we're all working towards. Um and so I, I keep us on that track. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to leadership wise, I, I think I see it a little bit in our team, but it's also in the you know Austin startup um, ecosystem or Oftentimes I'll talk on a panel and women will come up to me and like I have not met another woman that does this or you know They get so excited mm-hmm. and I realize you know it's That's the part that I really love is because you you can't be what you can't see
0: sure right?
1: Yeah. And so I always love the people that have helped me and so I kind of look at it and so in in a way I I see leadership more on like the mentorship side of things
0: throughout your career whether it's with home or before um, leading up to today, what has been like a, the biggest struggle for you, and how did you overcome it? Hmm. And if you don't have anything, that's fine. We've interviewed people that um, have, we, it's just it's been. Oh, crazy. there's tons,
1: but I'm trying to figure out which, <laughs> which one is, one's
0: the best one.
1: What? Well, not the best. Which one do I want to talk about? If I'm willing to talk. Okay. Because there's some that are kind of difficult. Sure. Is, I think it's okay to talk about this in the in the sense of because it's a common problem. Okay. I see it pretty commonly now. Yeah. Even like very mature companies will have to you go in and you have someone that you go into business with. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, this is the best person I go into business with. And sure. then years later you're like, this is not working. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you make the call? How do you, you know, work I, I think for me it was, you know, with so I had a previous co founder before the two, Chishank and Nam. Okay. And that one was very difficult is because it be, it was a very personal um, relationship as well. Oh. Um, like, I mainly only worked with her, but she became almost my best friend. Okay. And so it was very difficult when you realize, you are know, like, this doesn't benefit us anymore. It's not benefiting her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's unhappy with it. It's hard. Yeah. Right? And in and, and the end, things worked out all right for the most part. Okay. Um, I've seen some really terrible, um, quote, unquote, breakups as people, or some people consider divorces, right? Mm. Just career divorces. Right. Um, And it it gets nasty. Um, And it's just like a normal personal divorce, actually. Sure, yeah. Um, And so I I think that was probably one of the harder things to do is because I was always, I could always rely on narrow person. I Uh could go in a meeting and be like, there's another person here. I don't have to do this myself. Yeah. So it was that stepping. So it was, it was my training wheels. Right. right? Yeah. And I remember right after it, just like calling some of my friends that had, you know, my founder friends that had a similar experience maybe six months before and just being like, I don't know how to do it. Like just crying in my car, like, you know, oh, I don't yeah. know how to do this. Yeah. Like, and you just have to like get past that point because it's, it's a whole sh- it's, it is it's a like a breakup. It's like if you've been with someone for so long and you're not there anymore, mm-hmm. it's that void that's not there. Right. right, yeah, yeah. And even though it was the right decision, I feel in it, you know, it, it, it was hard for everyone. It was hard to move forward in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was probably the hardest thing mm-hmm. um, and taught me how to grow.
0: If you don't mind me asking, did was it a mutual decision or did one person decide over the other?
1: It was, I think it should have been a mutual decision um, in, in that I had asked, but I think it was the reason I asked was because I knew that was what should have been on her mind. Okay. Right. Yeah.
0: I yeah. got gotcha. you. That's tough. I mean, having a personal relationship in business, um, it always kind of gets messy. Yeah. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it can work out, sometimes it can't. Um, from your experience, do you think that... Business should be business and not personal at all after seeing this.
1: I Think that was probably the problem initially was that I've always been business is business, and okay. which sounds very cutthroat no, saying well, that, But it's yeah. it's the, how I say it is not that it's more of if something happens business-wise between me and a business partner I will still love you as a friend. Sure. because It doesn't affect each other, right? You know when something happens on a personal side, you're still good with me on the business side, mm-hmm. right? And so that's kind of what I mean by business Business. Gotcha. Um, I still keep it kind of separate in some ways because mm-hmm. they they are kind of compartmentalized differently for me. Yeah. Um, I won't judge you for what you do in one or the other. Right. Right. Uh, so it's more of in that way. Got it. Yeah. It was a very unique relationship is that it blended so much. Sure. Before.
0: Yeah. That's tough. So today, what is the current goal for you and for Home Ads?
1: So for Home Ads, we are. Starting to open our raise for our seed round. Mm-hmm. and So that will Exciting. actually be like any type of, because we have raised, I think, total in four years, we've only gone through 200K. So we raised 80, mm-hmm. and the rest has been bootstrapped. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So really small amount for what we've done. Sure. Um, which is nuts. But then it's also one of those things that, well, and, and that's kind of what bootstrap looks like, right? Yeah. That growth is very slow, but it's still an upward trend. Uh-huh. Um, why people take money is to not take four years to do that upward trend. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of our, our mindset is like we're, we're still pretty uh, pre launch in, in the sense that uh, when we took that pivot and building out everything I'm telling you, we were about three fourths of the way there. Okay. Um, so we haven't fully gotten to the point of like bringing in realtors, that sort of stuff, right? Got it. Um, that's almost there. Okay. Um, so our goal is to then expand outside of Austin. Okay. Um, really getting you know, our name outside of Austin, outside of Texas, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the best cities for us to work in are going to be those second-tier cities where it's, you know, lots of moving, but a lot of affordability in buying a home, too, right? Like, yeah. lots of people do monthly rentals in Chicago and New York and San Francisco, but, right. like, not everyone can afford a place out in San Francisco, Sure, right? yeah,
0: yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And then your, your goal, personally, is just to... Keep growing home ads and
1: it you know, I I found that after several years of doing this, I, I started becoming unhappy because I was a hundred percent home ads.
0: Yeah, right? I yeah, I um, could imagine being the founder and it being your baby, like yeah. you just living your work.
1: Exactly. But then what I realized is I, I come from a background of um like nonprofit. My mm-hmm. mom always taught me, you know, to to work in the community. Mm-hmm. And so I started becoming unhappy because I wasn't Helping anyone, I was only helping myself, okay. and it sounds really strange, but if you look at so, I actually do enjoy the research of happiness. Yeah, right? and there's a lot of different components about it. And one of it is community and giving back. Yes, and I realized that I wasn't doing that anymore. And the moment I started mentoring and I started volunteering more, uh-huh. that happiness came back. Oh, that's awesome! And so I always said to myself, oh, "Okay, after." You know, after home ads, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. After this, I'll also I'll volunteer more of this and also. And I was like, that could be ten years from now. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna regret that I didn't do it. Yeah. So if you um, wait till you're ready, you'll never exactly. do it. Yeah. yeah. So finding that balance to where I can actually, you know, have a life where I can do the things I want to do, but also put as much as I can into home ads.
0: Sure. That's awesome. I love, I wish more people knew about that or had that feeling. Um, I grew up in a Christian household and um, one lesson that um, I learned from the Bible um, is it's greater to give than to receive. And that has like really been kind of weighing on me lately because I've seen that like (laughs) it sounds like counterintuitive or or what have you, but the more that uh, I give to other people or try and help out other people, like you said, the happier I am, like it's so much more rewarding for me internally, uh, in my own heart, to help other people out. Exactly. I wish more yeah. people knew about that. But, you know, at least you and I are happy, which is great. Yeah. Cool, awesome. Well, I'm super excited for you and for HomeAds. You guys are great. I mean, we threw that uh, South by Southwest um, little party uh, a few months ago, which was a blast, and i um, super excited to see you as a female entrepreneur coming up, and we support you guys 100%, like, um you guys are just awesome. You run a tight ship and I'm excited to see how big you guys grow. So really it. Um for the listeners, how can they find out more about you and Homads?
1: Um for Homads, you can go to homeads.com, so homads.com so h o m a d s.com. Okay. Well, I say like nomad's with an
0: h. Right, yeah. Um
1: we are adding a blog pretty soon so you'll get to see a lot of that. Um for me, You'll you be actually be able to find a lot of our blogs. I do a lot of personal blogging too. Cool. Um, so things I care about it's not really, you know, about real estate or home ads, it's more about well, some is I talk about growth mindset, that sort of stuff. Being an entrepreneur, yeah, those things you can read a lot about that on there. That's probably the best way to follow me.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, I will include all of um, that information in the show notes below for the listeners. Uh, v, thank you again so much for being on the podcast.